gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to the GCTV Podcast, episode, I don't know the number, so I'm going to have to stop and start this over and look. Hold on. <laughs> well, we could have off. just gone with that, that would have been fine. Uh, okay. I, I think that would be in keeping with this podcast professionalism. Uh, <laughs> hey, like, tell me. <laughs> you get what you pay for, right? Uh, hey, sure. hey everybody, welcome to the DCTV Podcast, episode 112. 112, that's the number to bet on the number today. Oh. And I'm, we're back after uh, quite a quite a long break, a protracted break in Tahiti and various places around the world. Uh, all of us uh, sunning ourselves on various beaches with various uh, fruity drinks and uh, being attended to by uh, various peoples and uh, sky blue waters and beautiful uh, skies. They Straight. kept trying to roll me back into the ocean, though. I couldn't get them to stop. Oh, well. oh. wow. Speak for yourself. I'm trying to run a school. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get right to the intros. First of all, the, the Black Lightning of Earth-22, Mr. Daryl Taylor. All these damn kids. I told y'all get to class. <laughs> uh, he's not on the show yet, but they've got him cast as Matter Eater Lad, Mr. Richard the Chuptoad Shulman. All I can say is Supergirl was so great this week with all the Bon Jovi references. I loved it. Uh, huh? Huh? Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. And then yet another member of the Legion who has yet to be cast, Throat Punch Lass. Uh, <laughs> the, the triumphant return of Jerry Atkinson. Thanks for coming back, Jerry. We know you're busy. Um, out I'm there busy, running the, running like, the yoga on the streets. <laughs> The streets need yoga, okay? Yeah, no doubt. They need something. Um, I guess so. Um, still, are you still not running dicks? You're just running the yoga. I am not running dicks. I am doing lots more yoga. I'm teaching at three new places now. I'm even teaching at a therapist's office. Wow. Who's doing kind of strange new age movement to wellness program. And I am their resident yogini. Wow. Congratulations. Wow. That's I awesome. know. I love Yogi. Moving on up. I love Yogini on a little fettuccine with you know, a side of you know, a little uh, bit of prosciutto. That's really good. Good stuff. Yeah, but where's the gravy? Oh, no, no. Anyway, uh, all of our shows well, some of our shows came back this week, including the premiere of Black Lightning, which was you know spoilers, pretty damn what? awesome. Pretty awesome. Oh, um, yeah. But let's start off uh, this week with the Supergirls. And when we left last, last left Kara, she got her ass handed to her by Rain. Man. Beat, yeah. the, beat the hell out of her. Mm-hmm. Beat her like she stole stuff. Beat her like a redheaded stepchild who stole the food stamps. Mm-hmm. Um, in this episode, though, she wakes up in her apartment taking a nap. Sure. Why not? And then an alien with white hair, glowing forehead discs, 
bluish purple skin knocks on her door and introduces himself as Brainiac Five. Now then, yeah, real yeah. quick, uh, let's talk yeah. about the Brainiac Five thing. You mean the bad Ad Dorian cosplay? He's mm, it. Well, well I hmm. <laughs> man, um, I love Black Lightning. That pilot. We'll get great. to that. Don't worry. We'll get to the Black Lightning. Here's, I don't know. I like the way he played Brainiac. Me too. He played it well. He I thought just he did played not it well. Good. He just didn't look good. It looked like they were trying I... to. It looked like they were trying to go somewhere between the classic Legion look and like the Superman animated series look. You know what I mean? Okay. With like the three dots and the blue and the blueness. You know. Yeah, but I mean, have yet. I, how hard is it to do Brainiac? Just, I mean, he looked ridiculous. He did look yeah. ridiculous. He I'm looked sorry. Like... And and I gotta say, like, why does why does uh, Saturn Girl look like Shadow Lass? Because they can only have one blonde on the show at a time. I think I think the reason that they didn't go green with Brainiac is because they didn't want to confuse with Martian Manhunter. Which makes me feel sad that like that you have to that you. And TV people still think that way. Yeah, yeah. It's that sad. you're that dumb. It's. I think it's sad. Well, I think I think that he did a good job of playing Brainy. You know that kind of it, like. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. playing Brainy. Yes, the actor like really. I thought he like kind of nailed the the like kind of absent-minded genius that Brainy mm-hmm. usually has in the comics. But I agree with you guys. The look is not working for me at all. None of the looks work for me. Like, why are you mess? I mean, why do you, why would you make her so much like Shadow Lass? Well, Monel and and, uh, and Saturn Girl kind of look like they're from the first X Men movie. Yeah, they do. They do, but when you look at the way she is, the the actress that they chose to play her. I mean, I only say it really it really throws me because of in the comics he does marry like Shadow Lass. Right. So oh, to wow. make it, so to yeah. cast someone who looks like Shadow Lass right. for a character in the comics who does date and then marry Shadow Lass, right? It is just weird for me. There's not you... any kind of a license issue or anything with Shadow Lass. Is no, there? no, I, not, not that I. No, they own all of that. That's they own the Legion I characters. Think... There's. Well, I, I was thinking about this, and I think much in the same way they tried to smush together like the animated and the comic book versions of Brainiac, they seem to have kind of taken elements from Shadow Lass and Saturn Girl and kind of smushed them together. Like you say, Daryl, she looks like uh, Shadow Lass. She has a relationship with Monel, just like Shadow I'll Lass. even say this. She even talks like Shadow Lass because Shadow Lass has this, and the comics is kind of described as an, like a European accent. Like she's used right. to royalty, kind of, right? That would make her an amalgamate, Daryl. I, I guess. Call you a diagram? Maybe yes. it's just like, they, they like the name <laughs> yes. Saturn Girl more than they do Shadow Lass. I, right. I just, Shadow Lass I is kind of lame. I do I, have to say this, though. So. At hmm? least with the Legion and them and where they went through this episode, this is hmm. probably the first episode that Broel hasn't been Broel and been annoying. He actually was kind of good this episode. She, he was, I like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be comic book guy, but I'm just saying, it's just so, like, I just don't, 
Like, if you're not going to put her in that character, why would you even get anybody that looks anything like it? If you th- like, you want comic book people to watch it too, right? So we're it's watching easy it, to. Though. So right, so it's easy to look it up and see that. Like, why does she look like? I think it also might be a, a, a case. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Mm. But I think it almost might be a case of that might be a really hard power to show in live action, like ener- black and dark energy and stuff like that. And um, like you know, it just seemed like her power would be to turn off the lights, you know, <laughs> as opposed to like in a comic where you can depict that with like black black ink and stuff. I don't know. They don't even use the telepathy though. I mean, that's um, what I'm saying. Like they don't even. She uses telekinesis. Even... Yeah, but Saturn Girl can do telepathy too. Yep. Oh yeah, that's what she's known for. She she has mental and telekinetic powers, so it just doesn't make any sense. Like why? Like you re- you're re- you're not even really using her powers anyway. So it's like why even? I don't know. I I just don't know why I'm asking this question. They just do what they do. I don't know. I just thought. You know, I I, I understand what you're saying, but it didn't bother me. Like, you know, yeah, it's just know. like I get what you're saying though. But like, the, I, I've been a fan of the Legion a long time, like since I, the '70s, pretty much when I was like, a little kid reading them. And they've yeah. been they've been rebooted and changed and so many times. Yeah, sure, sure. I, mean, I it just it's just so weird are, to me the the. It's just so weird the the casting switch, like to make because yeah. every time they said they even said her name before yeah. as a Saturn girl, and it was like my mind was saying, "Oh, they must have made a mistake." It's really the Shadow Last <laughs> name, and then she finally said it, and then she floated, and, and I was like, "Oh, you're right. totally wrong." It's this is their, <laughs> and I looked it up, and I was like, "Yeah, they're saying Saturn Saturn girl's name." It's just so weird. I don't know. It's just such a weird thing to do. Like they could have used so many characters. Right. right. Well, and and for me, it could be. It didn't bother me, and it could be because while I've always been fond of the Legion, you know, I wasn't like a super fan of them. Not like I was of like Justice League and the other Super Friends. You know, that's what I was more diehard fan of back then. Then are you sure? Are you sure it's not that you just want to see her in that little two piece bathing suit she wore in the seventies? <laughs> well, that wouldn't be bad either. All those, all those Legion nineteen uh, seventies costumes were like that, you know. Even the dudes. Yeah, I mean, look, look at yeah. Cosmic Boy; he had just like, like the black nipple covers or whatever. <laughs> Crazy Rock. Yeah, Tyrock. There you go. It's Ooh. a good example. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, um, but anyway, Kara's in her in her uh, not really in her apartment. She's in her happy place in her brain because she's kind of in a coma, um, trying to recover from her fight with Rain. Um, and, but Brainiac's able to talk to her there and is trying to help her through to understand, you know, why she's still, uh, according to his readings, everything health, you know, health wise, she's fine. Physically, she's fine. But for some reason, she's still kind of in this coma situation. Um, we cut to the real world and Kara's in like a liquid filled pod surrounded by Alex and John and Wynn and Legionnaires and, uh, Brainy, you know, tells him that she's okay, but angry. Um, the cliffhanger from last episode with Ruby. You know, mm-hmm. when she was all huddled in a corner and everybody thought shit was going to happen to her? Nope, she's just in a Nerf gun war with her mom. Oh. Whoops. Sorry, pal. Um, during it all, though, um, they break a photo of the two of them, and then uh, they see the front page of the paper. It's about the rogue Kryptonian, and it has a picture of herself in the rain gear. But she doesn't recognize yep. herself. I will say this. That outfit, she does not look anything like herself, herself. when she yeah. wears that outfit. That is one true time where you cannot tell. Yeah. 
I mean, if, if, if they focus on her face long enough, you can see the eyes. But even, you know, I even mean, then, just, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's a hard sell when she's, you know, in that costume. And I still don't think that kid is her daughter. I think there's I, there's something up with her. I just don't trust that kid. I, I don't know why. She's well, the just, kid will be the thing that will win the fight, will win the day. She will decide to leave. She will... But Supergirl's not going. I already know where this is going to go. Supergirl's not going to beat her physically. They're going. Supergirl's going to beat her with love, and then the daughter is going to be the spark, maybe to to get her to to turn away, and then she will. I think she'll leave the planet and go somewhere else. Oh, see, I, I was thinking the daughter might be some other alien form that has taken on the form of her daughter. Well, that is actually. And is actually her handler. Well, we get this voice in, in Rain's head all the time. It could be. See, and I think that's her. Could be the. I don't know. I think they, it could be, but I think it's going to be the love. I think it's going to be the love thing. I think they're going to go that that'll be the thing to keep her because she was never supposed to have a daughter. Right. They right. made a point of saying that in the in when she went to that place in the first right. place, she was never supposed to have the daughter, and I think that'll be the thing to keep her from. Completing the planet destroyer mantle will be the dis- she's the she's the anomaly, right? The right. daughter's the anomaly, yeah. and I think that that'll be the thing to make her not do the the prophecy. That'll that'll stop the prophecy from happening. You're probably right because that sounds more like the way they write the show. And, so. and if that is true, and she ends up with Alex, like we say, you know, and then they have a kid already, you know, built in that she'd probably depower herself and she'd still be on the show. So. Now, help, help me out with the Rain lore a little bit, because I don't know as much about this character as you guys do. But They were um, uh, Kryptonian super weapons that were created. Yeah. Right. Were they like a super soldier program on Kit Krypton? Because yeah. I'm wondering, because it seems like while the kryptonite affects her, it doesn't have as much debilitating or stopping powers like it does with Superman. They're, or Superman. they're more like a female version of Doomsday. Right. Than anything else. Okay. They're like super weapons, kind of. Yeah, yeah. That's what they were built to be—just a they're, weapon. What they call like world breakers or something. Yeah, they were world. They, yeah, they were world breakers, and that's that's why I say like she would have to leave the planet or give up the power somehow or whatever. I could see that happening. Like I could see her saying goodbye to her daughter and flying off into space because if she stays on on the Earth, the dilemma will be she might destroy it, right? So I could see Alex actually getting the daughter and having to adopt the daughter alone. Oh. And the and the woman has to fly off and go elsewhere to get her powers in check. You know, one of the things she says, until I can get my control of myself, I gotta leave, because I don't want to risk hurting my child. You know, like, that's the thing that's okay. keeping me sane. I have to go off until I can find a way to, to purge this or something. Right. Now, I have to say, for her being an executive offer, officer in one of the Luther companies, and then Lena herself being an executive officer, they sure mm. got a lot of leisure time laying around to, while running companies. Just right. well, I'll say that as a manager. That I, I, well, when you're a bad manager, I have a bad manager who has plenty of time to <laughs> wander around. And not do anything. It's it's yeah. bad managers do. They have plenty of time to do whatever they want to do. But uh, yeah, over know. over at Catco, Lena's big problems are first of all, Supergirl's been uh, disappeared for two days, mm-hmm. and she doesn't know how to tell Kara that she and James kissed. 
and, and those are her big. Those are her big things. No, she has three problems. She has three problems. Does Jimmy? Does Jimmy not like me because I'm a Luther? She's gonna send her, she... a, send her a note in study hall. Do you like me? Check yeah. one. Do you... <laughs> yes or no? Yes or no? Like, like it. That's what it felt like. It felt like a These problems matter. Okay. These problems matter. She's like, don't touch. People. You can't touch me like this in public. But wait, why won't you touch me? But that's like all. But that's like all there is. You know, they don't, she's all not right. doing any management at all. It's just like you know. no, because I'd be like, yo, why her ass ain't at work? <laughs> hey, and like, in today's environment, where the hell is HR? That's what I want to know. They need to get involved here. You just can't not roll in. I mean, you just got you can't just be taking days off. You ain't calling or nothing. <laughs> what you think this is? It don't work that way. She's the owner and she's a Luther. Are you going to tell her not to not to come uh, to? No, I'm talking about uh, Kara. She ain't calling or nothing. She just oh, right. didn't show yep. up to work. Well, Jimmy covered for her there saying that he talked to her and she's sick. Yeah, she had the flu so, or something. Jimmy's technically her boss, not Lena, directly anyway. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, but still. Geez. I mean, I haven't checked the CatCo personnel handbook, but I'm just assuming. Yeah, get right on that, Chubb. What, what are you, yeah, what are you slacking about, get dude? On. Come on. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to well, be right here. No. Oh, do you got it right there, Jerry? Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just pulled it out of a of orifice. A portal, a portal to her dark dimension. Is that where you pulled it? Yeah, out? yeah. Get to the part. Get to the part where she can just not come to work when she don't want to. Right. Or where she writes right. a blog and millions of people read it. There you right. go. She's well, well documented in the blogosphere. She's covered. Now, if it's not, there will be hell to pay. Okay. Oh man. No doubt. Um, Rain bursts into Capco, tosses a criminal on the floor, demands an employee turn a camera on her, and she delivers a warning to the city that apathy in the face of evil will now be punished. That's right. Um, The Legionnaires tell the DEO they can't stop Rain because, first of all, they might jeopardize their secret mission, and they can't help from the future because in 2455, a phenomenon wiped out all of Earth's life, history, art, and culture. Which is where I wish Booster Gold would suddenly show up. Everything he could fill in some blanks. Or as Brainy says, everything interesting. Um, in right. fact, Monel is the one who had to teach him about Earth, <laughs> and that's yeah. why they know about Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh, important Earth thing. Yeah, important Earth okay. thing. You know, Aristotle, Socrates, Pythagoras, Bon Jovi. You know, all the you babies. know what, all that all, all that. greats. All that Bon Jovi stuff went right over my head. I didn't even it didn't even occur to me. That, I no, everyone in the in the galaxy knows that, that New Jersey is the capital of Earth. Okay, exactly. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Damn, the future <laughs> must be going downhill if New Jersey is the capital of, of the world. Y'all retarded, you are. Which, <laughs> if that is the case, he should have also been teaching them about the boss as well. Just saying. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of cigarette smoking if New Jersey is your. <laughs> sure. Good oh, I missed this. Uh, all they can, all they tell her, all they, all they know is the Supergirl survives and that Rain eventually leaves, but they don't know how, why, or what happens in between. Right. John, <laughs> John suggests they use the Sundown Protocol, but hey, remember when he gave all the kryptonite over to Clark Kent? Oh yeah! <laughs> Whoops! Yeah, I might have been smart to keep some for something like this, but no. For a second, I thought, well, why not just portal to the, Earth, the other Earth and get some from uh, from 
Oliver, you know, because he's got all those kryptonite arrows. I thought that was the guy, uh, Earth X Oliver, that had the kryptonite. Right. Oh. Just, yeah, that was, yeah. Anyway, I'm starting yeah. to get a headache from all the parallel universes, so let's move on. Kara <laughs> <laughs> um, can't get her apartment door open in her head. That means she stays asleep in the real world. Kara um, tries to punch the door and then eye laser it. I thought the eye laser effect looked pretty cool this time. It had, like, debris and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, in the, you know, he doesn't know... Uh, Brainy doesn't know what's going on. He's never seen anything like it. They find out that Rain attacked a meth lab, and the police arrive to help. Um, and Monel and Imra explain why they can't join the fight. They hit a secret for stopping a race called the Blight in their own DNA. And if they die, that info will be lost. That didn't make any sense to me. Not a lick of sense. Okay, good. I'm glad it wasn't just I, me. <laughs> I, know about the, I, I know about the Blight, and the Blight was this, it was kind of like the the thing, like it, it, basically like the thing that could take over somebody's body, like the inhabited, like the body snatchers, like, the, you know, like the, the invasion of the body snatchers type of thing. And it was a war they had to fight with the Blight. I got all that. The whole thing, though, with the secret in the blood. Yeah, that's the part. That's the part where they lost me. I'm like, why did they? Yeah. Write it? How could they write that in their DNA without mutating themselves or something? Yeah, exactly. That, that didn't didn't make any sense. Um, they have to get some. Uh, they just um, let's see. Alex and John figure out a plan to get ahead of Rain, but unfortunately, Lena, being a bestie, is on her friend with soup, or on her way to her friend's house with soup. So uh, James calls, and uh, next thing you know, John is impersonating Kara. Yeah, because because James is the worst liar in the world. Like you're the right. friend of you're the friend of Superman, so you're used to covering for your friend, right? Like, right. why would you say she's just say she had to leave town to go visit her her cousin Clark? Right. Bam! That's the end of that just, right there. But the thing about John, it just it seemed like I mean, he's already like he's done Kara's mother, right? Uh huh. He, he did Hank Henshaw uh-huh. for years, uh-huh. right? Yeah. yeah he just yeah. seems so irritated at having to help Kara out. Yeah. You know what I mean, and he's really bad at it. Like you think by now he would get some of you know he t- he calls uh, James Olson. You know, he refers to him in the second you know his last yeah. name or whatever. It's like I mean, they did it for the joke. I mean, I was saying it, yeah, it was comedic reasoning. So. Yeah, but you would think it wouldn't be that hard. It was funny to see it, but I mean, it was like, it shouldn't be that hard for you to do this. It's hard to do it already. Um, Just do the joke. They try to lure Rain in with a bank robbery, but uh, and they try to subdue her with kryptonite. I don't know where they got that kryptonite, but... Uh, they end up breaking... Oh, from that leftover thing, remember? Oh, right. The guy that had it in his or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who we see later. The cult leader. Right. Um... But it didn't, doesn't work out, and Alex's leg gets broken. Uh, back in Kara's head, um, she finds a photo of her cat, Streaky. Yeah. And then the cat appears on her chair, and uh, Super Cat helps her figure out a way to get out of her own head. So, you right. know, I thought, you know what I really thought they were going to do with this? I thought it would have been a cool thing if they said... Um, like you can't get out of it because your self-conscious is trying to tell you something, and I was thinking, oh yeah, you're, maybe it's got to be that the subconscious conscience is trying to tell her something, which is a clue to this whole thing with Rain, and that's why she can't get out of it because maybe she remembered something when she was a little girl, 
on a ship or something or something. And it's trying to tell her. It's trying like this thing is trying to hold her back mm-hmm. to remember. And when it just came down to what it was, I was like, oh, never mind. They don't. Was- they don't. They're never that. They're never that clever with this show. I wish they were a little clever with the show sometimes, but they, uh, they just seem to not want to do that. Was was the rain program or whatever on Krypton? Was it well known or was it a secret project? I, I mean, would she have known about it? It's council, a secret. Yeah, the Council of Science knew about it, I think, but that was it. Yeah, like the and they outlawed rules. it. They, they, yeah. and they outlawed it, and that's the thing. Like, but her mother did have all that info on the ship. It's not hard to say that maybe there was something she might have remembered talking to the computer, you know, thing that might have been a clue, like because of the symbol or something. That's what I thought they were going with and why she couldn't leave. But Um, Imra ends up talking Monel into helping. Um, You know, their job is to help people. These people need help. So, So the DEO hears that Rain is tearing through the prison. They end up putting on their super suits and their Legion flight rings. Yes, cool. they did. They got that, that. Yeah, that was cool. that was a cheesy superhero shot, but I loved every minute of it when the fists all came together with the rings. So that was cool. Right, that was very classic Legion there. Yeah, um, Rain goes to the prison. She hears Coville praying to Rao, and he quickly offers to be her servant. Then we hear Bon Jovi living on a prayer, kicking in <laughs> as the Legion ship rises from the water. Uh, Brainy at the helm, Monra, Monel, and Imra face Rain down in the prison yard. They're yeah. halfway there. Oh, that's why they use that song. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> so, what, Jerry? I said, "Dope." That's oh, why okay. That. Yeah, that was me. I really didn't realize. I was like, "Why do you use that stupid song?" Here's the thing: the judge imagine... of all songs, Juan Jovi. Can you imagine your entire oh, history being predicated on what Monel remembered? I, yeah, I, it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be a future of assholes. <laughs> I don't think I'd want it. The uh, future's nothing but a giant flat I'd, party. <laughs> I'd be like Tyrock. I'd be like Tyrock, and I'd leave with all the other black people and go to that other planet he went to. Right, in the alternate dimension. Right? Yeah, look that up, audience. It's if you want, if you want to have a chuckle, it's for real. It's, it's like a, it's real. like the racist Brigadoon. <laughs> <laughs> It really was. Oh, uh, and, the, and you're right. The worst costume of all time. Definitely Tyrone. Oh, man. Sure. Yeah. Um, Kara, in Kara's head, she realizes that Brainy is like doing something else and is kind of distracted. And he says, oh, it's just a little tiny baby battle. Um, he, you know, does all this stuff to show her he's still capable. And he's like, but he's still like offering, uh, you know, he's like, Mon Evade. And Kara's like, you know, tells him to focus on the fight. Um, so Kara picks up her glasses, and then uh, through them is able to see a key on the table, and then she opens the apartment door and wakes up immediately. Also, she was wearing her super suit the whole time she was asleep. Right. Well, they had her in the water thing. Well, I she know, was but in the suit. I don't. I know, but you know, I just didn't, didn't get that. No. Where uh, is my super suit? <laughs> where is my super suit? Um. So Emma starts whipping free rates at rain. And creates a protective shell around Monel when Rain turns a freeze breath on him. Um, Kara shows up and jams the kryptonite needle into Rain's neck. Uh, it makes her vulnerable in order to stop the enemy. Um, back at the DEO, Monel chases Kara down to tell her he still cares about her. And they agree it was great fighting together again. You know what? 
stop stringing her along, Broel. Okay, either stick, yeah. with, either stick with your wife or go with Kara, but make her make her be damn mind, you know. <laughs> right. And then Kara meets Brady in the real world. Hey, it's you. Are you shorter? That was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Turns out that he made himself a little taller in her mind. <laughs> um, back at Catco, Lena tells James um, that you know it's tough to be a Luthor, and then uh, they end up kissing some more. And um, at Kara's real apartment, she signs Alex's cast. Brainy signs in binary. Did you notice that? And uh, they, John tells a story about Lena kissing James, uh, telling you know, and uh, they you know have the you know they're like they'll be stronger for it, whatever happens. And then finally, we end with Rain in her fortress, waiting for the kryptonite to wear off. And uh, she still hears this voice in her head that tells her there are others like her. And now that she's proven herself. Um, Coville can help her find them. And, uh, he's uh, stronger together. And then, uh, that's the end of the episode. So. I don't know. I like seeing the Legion. It was cool. It was a different version for sure. Um, it had some good, there's some good action scenes in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Scenes. Um, I just, I don't know. The, the, the the different the different versions didn't really bother me of the new characters that much. I know they bother other people, and I I know why. I can understand why, but I, it just didn't. It it just didn't make sense to play with it. I mean, it, it's not. I, I'm separating the comic from the the whole thing. The the changing of the characters had nothing to do with whether the sh- the episode was good or not. Like it didn't. That wasn't a plot point that messed up the show. Right. It, 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 so that aside, everybody played their parts well. That was not a problem, except for the bad cosplay. That's the only issue, and that wasn't even an actor issue. That's just the cod. That's just the outfit. But the way that it was done, I mean, it was it, it worked. I mean, it was uh, it was a cool episode. I mean, I didn't have any issues even with Broel. I didn't didn't have any any real issues with it. Just just some hokey science that they threw in there. With, right. the, with the blood thing, that that was a reason. Yeah, like, like I don't know why I even have it where there's an issue where why does it have to even be a like sometimes they add inks to these things that they don't need to add. Like you know he's going right. to help, just go yes. help, just make it that yeah. they you know like just, the W ness was not necessary. Yes. It wasn't necessary. You know they're going no. to just go help, just go help. It's just you know it, she okay. they're not powerful enough to stop her. Still, that's fine. You know, that wouldn't have changed either way, so just have it that they go to hell. That's all. I really liked this episode. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, there were a couple things like the the bad cosplay, but but like you said, Jim, he played that part very well, so that kind of made up for it. But, you know, for me, it was a strong B-plus episode. Very, very good. Yeah, I give it it a B for sure. Yeah, B-minus. B? Besides. Yeah, but it's a solid B. It's not like an iffy B. It's a solid B. It just right. wasn't all, and there was some unnecessary crap that made me not love it and made me like it. Yeah, all that you know, the Jimmy and Lena thing. I'm cool with them being a couple or getting together. It just didn't need to turn into 15 year old school kids. Yeah, to deal with it, they had to add in the CWness of it all. Right. I, I mean, they could have just, just had a conversation. A they right? should just take a. 
pause, make a big blue screen, and just type the CW-ness of it all, and then save us the freaking waterworks. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's yeah, I, it's just or or maybe you know spinning off of that idea, Jerry. Maybe like when they're going to go into a CW scene, to have a little symbol in the bottom left, like of yeah. the screen, so we yeah. know we could like go yeah. get a sandwich or something. And you know. yeah, oh, you can go to the bathroom now, get popcorn. Yeah. You know, like we're going to be here doing this thirteen-year-old girl stuff. If you're fourteen, just jet. We're fine with that. <laughs> We'll be done in two, two minutes and 14 seconds. The scene will be over. So. I don't know. Or just be an adult about it. Right. Or just, or just write an adult relationship. Like, you know, I, you know, let's talk it out. Let's after, after work, let's talk it out. Right. We'll deal with this after work. That ain't hard to say. You're grown people. Just, I don't know. Like, it's just so childish. Like, they try to implant. I, you know what messes this up for me? Watching the actors on these shows, like I watched that DC and DC event, and watching these actors as they talk for themselves without the writing of the CW ness, it's like yeah. they could write their own characters better than some of the yeah. childish writing that I see. Wow! And and the sh- in the CW shows, it is to me. It is. I don't know what it is. I don't hate the CW shows, but I do find myself growing more tired or irritated with the they don't they're not leveling up in terms of the writing the writing seems to stick at the same level that it's been and i and i have to say like watching the black lightning show it's like that show is on a whole nother level of i'm seeing adults talk to each other like adults i'm seeing marriages that are broken up but they're still speaking to each other on a level that it, I don't feel like it's a CW moment when they talk about how they feel about each other, right? So Mark Guggenheim is not involved in the Black Lightning show at all. Is that what you're no, saying? The it's, said, no, the Dinks. No, it's a different, <laughs> right? No, 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 no not even. Uh, Mer- it's uh, Salim Akil and Mara Brockett yeah. who are the creators. Yeah. Not, what I mean is Berlanti's producing it, but Guggenheim's yeah. not, not involved. Good. And and what I mean by that is that's not on him. I mean, I'm not, and that's something I'm saying. He's the one that's making it all bad. I'm just saying maybe it does help that they're not using the same writers because a lot of these writers are going in from show to show. Like they'll leave a show and go to another show in the next season or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it helps to have where most I think most of the writers on the Black Lightning show they're kind of new. Um, they're not, I don't think there's there are people that had worked in the CW shows at all. Well, so, the Black Lightning show, those writers seem to know what the show is they're writing about. But it's a different flavor. It, yeah, it, meaning, I, I think it, it helps that they're, they're new people coming in writing it with a different flavor. I don't think it's a good thing to kind of have the same writers just go from one show to the other because they still are making each show f- seem the same in the vibe I mean and I think you make some a good of the point. problems I think you make a good point about maybe bringing in uh, new teams of writers to be a little more autonomous on the shows rather than trying to bleed, I, I, bleed into one another I think um, it'd be good I think it'd be good it seems, to let's talk about Black Lightning then okay because I thought it was great right? really, it was I, fantastic really impressed me a lot um, we meet Jefferson Pierce played by Cress Williams uh, he's yelling at his older daughter for getting involved in a violent protest Mm-hmm. But uh, she's not protesting a Black Lives Matter or whatever. She's protesting a gang called the One Hundred, right? Um, and the cops' inability to take care of anything. 
you know, maybe this guy, Black Lightning, could help, but he's been in, missing in action for nine years now. Uh, Jefferson has moved on. He's uh, Black Lightning, uh, you know, almost killed him and uh, destroy, destroyed his marriage. Yeah. And... Jim, I have to say, Jim, I have to say this, and this is for some people that if you listen to Nothing's On, you'll get exactly what the reference that, that what I'm going to say. Okay. When you said Black Lightning, Thomas just emailed us for Nothing's On, his Black Lightning take. Oh my God, Thomas. I swear mm -hmm. to you. Thomas just, is like Professor X, dude. <laughs> as soon as you said it, my phone went off with the, with the, with the, what? With the thing and alert, and I look, and it's black lightning. As soon as you said that, we were doing that show. Oh man, he is psychic for sure. We have a. I swear. This is a real quick what? aside. We have a guy who emails uh, nothing's on every week named uh, Thomas Blake, and he's a great, great guy. He writes this every week. Very cool dude, but it's like he's in our heads. Like yeah. there, there have been times we've been on, like recording the show, and we start talking about something, and boom, an email from Thomas will show up. Well, like what do you have to say live. about black lightning? I, I don't want to I don't want to read the email now. We gotta go back to the synopsis. You'll find oh, out okay. on nothing's on. Yeah, find we'll out. nothing's on. We'll <laughs> read it. We'll read it this week on yeah. nothing's on for sure. Nothing's yeah. on. <laughs> That's called cross promotional synergy, my friend. There you go. There All right. Go. If you don't know, Daryl and Donnie Salvin and I do a, a general TV and movie podcast every week called Nothing's On. You should listen to it. It's a lot of fun. Anyway. Um, I like the way his electricity powers still kind of bubble out a little bit. Like when he's stressed yes. out, he gets pulled yes. over by a, a cop and harassed, like right in front of his daughters for no reason. He's kind of, you know, a little bit of electricity is kind of zapping out of his hands and stuff. And like, it was, I thought it was pretty great. It um, was such a, it was like if some, for somebody has been through that, like you've gotten stopped for no reason, uh, to be questioned about something like that moment was just so genuine the way that it was written. Like the, the the way they acted, the way it was acted, and everything, like you know, pulling them over, had doing that in front of their kids, like just that sense of anger, like that anger, that the way he did it, like all that, it just it, it, it hit. It was a gut punch already, and that was like ten minutes into the program. Right. Um, he goes to a uh, Jefferson goes to a school fundraiser being held as in his honor. Meanwhile, his younger daughter Jennifer goes to a local club. And this guy named Will from the 100 starts flirting with her. And she ends up pulled into a side room and threatened by gangsters. But, I ain't never seen a CW show have weed smoke. No, I weed never. Weed smoking in it. I've never seen what we're about to talk about, too. When uh, he. Right. When Lightning. Well, Black Lightning shows up and he takes out the gangsters and takes out the lights. Yeah. And then he takes out the cops. Yeah. Racist cops. Yeah. Uh, it's a. It's a more realistic show. I like even the thing of when his daughter was straight up that the the drug dealer guy was like, "You gonna have her work it off." It was about to force her into prostitution. Yep. Just now, like I mean, I mean, and this is like fifteen, twenty minutes in, right? Like setting up this world, like how, how she weren't was, having none of that though. She no, was not having none of that. But that I, but to even show those. Even to sh to be unapologetic in the in the way that they show black people and how black people talk, like even when her sister came in, right. and and the way she scolded them, that that's I mean it was such a genuine way. Like I really appreciate that. Like it just it's just the vibe with it. It's just the way it worked was so well done to me. Like I I I felt this family. I know this family. I got family like this. I also appreciate. Real. I also appreciated the difference in the way that, 
like Central City and and National City, like oh the Flash, Supergirl, uh-huh. they're our friends, you know, blah blah blah, superhero, superhero. But mm-hmm. I mean, Black Lightning is like not liked by the media. He's a vigilante. No, he's a vigilante, and and this has a great feeling of like the world they're in, the city they're in. It feels like a little bit of Atlanta and L.A. Okay, yeah, mixed. It has a little bit of that in it. Do they Every, film they that? Where do they film it. that at? Because I thought that I was like, that's Atlanta. That looked like Atlanta to me. So I don't know. I got forgot. I have to look it up. Yeah. What were you saying, Jerry? I'm sorry. There was like real. They didn't sugarcoat anything. They didn't mm. try to say, "Oh, it's not that bad." There was real jeopardy, and there was, yeah. and you see, like from the from from the different angles, like the kid, you know, that was hitting on his daughter. I mean, like this wasn't just an average kid that no. wanted the best and had the hots for this girl. This is a guy who did time already, you know, at his age, mm-hmm. and he, yeah, was, you know, like, yeah, la, so, like, there was real actual jeopardy. That was mm. that was exciting. I like it. Uh, we also find a little bit out about his backstory. Uh, he kept coming home like all broken and beat up, and that's why his, li- his wife divorced him and kicked him out of the house for endangering his daughters. And you know Jefferson is where he is now because he worked himself back there. You know, principal. Yeah. Uh, his daughters are on track. You know, he's on the verge of reconciliation with his ex-wife, and mm-hmm. he's not. He's not about turning back into Black Lightning just like that. You know, throwing, no. throwing all that away that he worked for. I mean. Like when he said, like, there's such a moment, and I've seen this before. Like when a when a when a dude is like, I don't want to fight, and another guy's like trying to be a bully and, and and make him fight. When he was at the door about to go in, when a dude starts talking to somebody that ain't there, saying, "I really didn't want to do this," that's when you know to scatter because there's about to be an ass whooping. Yeah, and when he turned around and did that, and them lights went out. And the eyes glowed, and the way that it just showed, like, it would show, like, fists, but it would be, like, a streak of fists. Yep. And he was just, like, the way that it looked, and the way that he even almost glided with the electricity around the floor, like it looked like, with the the way they streaked. I mean, they don't get that much money to be doing these shows, but it was amazing how they were able to show that, and it didn't look... It didn't look bad. It didn't look like bad CGI to do that. I thought it looked great. I thought it looked yeah. really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, Will co- approaches uh, Jennifer at school. Um, Anissa intervenes, and Will draws his gun. And Jefferson arrives and talks down Will and tells him the police are on their way, and they would love an excuse to kill him. So Will retreats. Also, again, being very real. Um, yeah. Jefferson tries to talk to Lala, who's like a local 100 leader, because uh, they have a pact that the gangs are supposed to stay away from Garfield High. But it doesn't go as planned, and instead of standing down, Will doubles down and kidnaps Jennifer and Anissa right from their school. Yeah. There's going to be a different dynamic with Lala. Like, Lala, the, um, you could tell they grew up together. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, man. I think that they could bring Lala over to the side of Angels before the show is over. Like, because he wasn't, because remember when he gets to the to hotel, the first thing he says, that's their gang plate. You know, the the, way the gang took over that area. But one thing he did say was that there has not been violence in this area right. since I've been here, right? These new kids yeah. right. will, you know, these, these new kids trying to make a name and stuff are Damn the ones that caused it. And it's like, I could, 
Like even when he when he got angry at his at that boy, he was getting angry at that boy because he didn't do his homework. Right. Right. You know, like and it, they have a different way of discipline and they have a di- they, he didn't will doesn't think he's the bad guy. Right. Like I'm I'm in, in some ways he's yeah, in some ways he's the lesser of many evils. Yeah, I like this like they're gonna be crime, whether I'm here or not, it, there's gonna be crime. But I institute structure. Like I keep I keep things working. This this the structure that I, I lay down, you know, keeps a lot more people from getting killed than could have without me. Like I th- I could see his 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 you know, like that's what he's thinking for himself, even though it's a lot of it's bullshit. But I know that's what he's thinking. Like I'm not the scourge of the neighborhood. I'm not the bad guy. You know, I'm trying to get, you know, the kids that can be saved, I'm beating their asses to go to school. But the street kids that I know are not going to do this stuff, I use them. Yeah. It's it's like, right. uh, almost like in real life where there are shades of gray rather than everything being yeah. black and white. How about that? Totally. Totally. I really appreciate that about the writing. I do too. So Black Lightning, you know, realizing that, the, you know, the shit's really hit the fan, breaks out his new super suit. Uh, to get his daughters back, and we get an and he off. was an assassin. I, I've been throwing too that they even let us know he was he didn't become Black Lightning <laughs> to be a superhero. He became Black Lightning to kill Tobias, right? Because he was just so bad, so evil. He wanted revenge on him. Well, in this fight, he uses some of the gangsters as human shields to soak up bullets. And shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not playing nice. You know, he's no, like he's, he's not, not like you know the Flash to moving everybody out of the way or whatever. He's just like. He's shooting out lightning blasts. He's got the hand-to-hand combat sparks, uh, you know, coming out of his fists. Mm. And then finally, he f- comes upon Will. He suspends him in the air with a lightning bolt and sends him straight into the windshield of his own car. Sure he, did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. That was a great scene. It was done, done really well, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. In the closing minutes of the show, we find out that Tobias is still very much alive and in charge of the 100. That dude is scary. Yeah, a good actor there. Good choice. Yeah. There. And we get a little surprise of Anissa when she manifests her own superpowers in the form of red hot strength. So I like thunder, that. Too, thunder like, is on the way. I love that too. That you know, we see so many times in these superhero mo- shows or whatever that people re- don't react to the violence. Like you would be effed up if you were like guns were drawn on you you were about to be killed you're about to be put in, into you know like they're about to kill you they right. you were two seconds they were two seconds about away from being shot and killed right and how do you you, you know like most shows they just the next day is just a regular thing like they everybody's quipping right. the jokes are flying but i like to see that you know like you would react you'd have the you'd have terrifying dreams after this PTSD. like this would re- Yes, like that would totally tear you up, and I like to see that reaction. Like she's reacting to all this, all this violence and stuff. And she's a brave girl in the first place. <laughs> she yes, went to yes, a yes. defiant. She went to a defiant uh, uh, demonstration against a gang that they say they will straight up kill you for going through these things. Right. And she went anyway. So this is not a punk. This is not no. a punk ass girl. For her, like, but to see her go through this. Reaction to see her have this reaction, I like too. The, the, these are little subtle things that help shows to be to go from not just a regular superhero show, but to be just a good show. Period. Not, right. Without the, even the label, it doesn't matter. 
yeah, the human element that you need for stuff like this. I liked. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I really like this show a lot. I give it an A. I, it gets an A. A. I can't. I can't give it an A enough. <laughs> it just gets the A pluses all the way around for me. Yeah, I agree. A plus, A plus, and even with some extra credit thrown in, because, like we said, man, I mean, for a show where the guys got these lightning powers and whatnot, it was very realistic. Yeah, and very well done. Uh, I hope that you know a lot of times shows will only get better with the good shows get better from the pilot. And if this is, that happens here, I'm I'm uh, I'm on board for the whole season. Yeah, it didn't feel like the CW show. Like, and I, uh, I hate the even... I, I like the dichotomy between the the daughters too. Yes, like yeah. the, the differences in them, and they're not. I mean, it basically shows that you know one's wild and adventurous and wants uh-huh. to about that whole you know i'm a you know i can have empowerment by being a sexual creature but the other one's almost the exact opposite mm-hmm. but both strong and and single-minded and and the mom right. is it's, it's this this i mean show that's supposedly about black lightning is more female empowering to me in one episode yeah man is I mean they're not they're not you know like pining over Monel or anything you know not. there was no catty shit like when oh. you know that assistant that was with him oh yeah kind of looked like she was like man if you tell me to jump to the moon I would do that because I'm so I I, I you know like I would follow you anywhere you could lead me anywhere right the way that she was so you know with him and they could have wrote a stupid they could have wrote a silly. You know, thing of the wife saying something catty or nasty to her, you know, when he was not around. But no, why? Why? They didn't waste any time doing that nonsense for them to just straight up like, you know, it just be about the school and then, you know, the award and then, you know, the stuff with the daughter. And even with the daughter, when he punishes her. Yeah. And he's hard on her. And she I understand where she's coming from. You're the principal of the school. I can't do shit with you around. Like, you are the cop 24-7. It probably does feel like he is in your face. He's in your face at home. You go to school. He's there every day. It's like, and on top of her probably getting good grades and all that, and she runs track and, and, and all that kind of stuff, she's still trying to learn her identity like every kid would at that age. And I think putting all that, you gotta be the best because everybody else is the best in our family. Like, right. it was a real honest reaction to something. Like, I could see her have that. And she didn't even, and she didn't come at it crazy. Like, they could have overdid it where she's like, I hate my dad. No. The no. next day, when they dealt with the issue, she's jogging with him. Do we know? Like I, huh? I said, do we know those actresses from anything else? Because they were very good. And I, I don't Not really recognize a lot. Them. Like, like straight to D, like stuff that's been like, like DVD, you know, straight to DVD or or something like that. Like a, the the oldest daughter, she's been in a few things here and there, but nothing, nothing they big. They were both very good, very well acted. She's been on a lot of. She's been a. I remember her from a couple of other movies. She's been in a movie or two. Um, she started working as a young young kid. She was a little girl when she was. Uh, when I saw her in the first movie, and I can't remember the name of the movie again that she was in. I have to look on the INDV. But they've been in the business, but they haven't been in the big ones, you know, like in the big uh, shows or, or, or films or whatever. 
Okay. Uh, Charlie McClane, who plays uh, Jennifer, has been on some Disney shows like Descendants mm, and yeah. uh, stuff like oh, that. Okay. Uh, she was in uh, House of Pain, another Disney show, Wizards of Waverly Place. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's been on NCIS. So she's you know mostly done other TV, episodic type TV. Um, the woman who played Anessa, her name is Nefessa Williams. She was on Twin Peaks. She's on Code Black. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in a few other t- uh, TV shows. Uh, Real Husbands of Hollywood, which was a spoof of those type shows. She's, right. she, and experience. she's also been in soap opera. She was on Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. And, oh, uh, right. And, nice. one, and One Life to Live. So um, Yeah, and, and another thing, though, to, I think is empowering, too. All these black women are on this show, and they're not all light. And that's not something you see on oh, TV. Yeah. Like, to see these dark faces (laughs) on TV, and I mean it in a beautiful sense, to see these black and brown women. And I like, because you don't see black women on TV like that too much. It's a rarity. Like, it's a real rarity. Like, even the Cosby show. Like, they were super, super light-skinned daughters. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, okay. and and to see a mix of this, like to see a mixture of this, and I do want to say, and I don't want to jump on the Supergirl show like and put it down because I I like all the actors in Supergirl. I think they're great. And you're I, saying like there should be way more female empowerment, and I felt it in Black Lightning. Yes, I like I I I, I want to say to the writers of these of the Supergirl show to look at them and say you can write women that are not just emotional wrecks all the time yes because of a dude like it it and this yes. is coming from a dude saying this like right. I, like i like i don't need to constantly see the breakdown all the time of them i don't or the childishness that comes with dating i don't know why they have to when they have relationships they have to become lesser than themselves when they date someone right. and it, it just doesn't make any sense to me but like piggybacking off what you said before, I think that maybe they should take a page out of this and put like new writers on some of the other shows. Give it yes, a, a little bit of a fresh take, you know, instead of the same rehash that we kind of get. Although uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Flash next, and I thought this was a pretty good episode of the Flash. But yeah. but here's yeah. here's what I couldn't help but think of uh, before on this podcast. We've talked about many times on Arrow, but not as much mm-hmm. as Flash about how that's not the way the law works. Yes. Or that's not the way a trial works, or that's yeah. not the way cops work. Yeah. That's all yeah. I could think about during this. I'm like, what? Me really? Too. What? Me too. He's wanted it's for like, murder. They're going to let him leave for a while and come back. Or I was like, how are you out on bail? I was like, I didn't go to the show. He out on bail. You in there for murder? Right. Like just... you have enough money that you could run. I, I, I don't. It'd be a. Oh, at least I have to see that they had to put the house like a moment. It could have been something where, and it would have been an emotional moment too. He just decided to keep this house, right? Imagine he had to put the house up for him to be out on bail. I mean, bail uh, for murder, especially in first degree like that, is going to be at least a six-figure number. Yes, it's a million more. dollar, and you need you need at least not that I know, but I do know you Did need it. Any of you know this? Yeah, hmm. you need right. at least. Like for a million dollars, you would need at least, I think, 10%. a quarter of that, right? Maybe, maybe him being a cop, they went lean on the bail, but it 10%. would still be 
Usually, <laughs> but what the easiest thing to do is they usually they will always take your house. If you own your house, they will always take your house for collateral because that's the only way you're going to get that's the, the safe, safest bet that you're going to get your money back. I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail, but I know from a personal experience that that is pretty much what would happen. Like you take, you put a house up as collateral toward bond. Yeah. And it's about, yeah. like Jerry said, it's about 10%. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'll tell you after the show how I know all that. But anyway, <laughs> Barry Allen's on. It, it's, yeah. it's an interesting story, believe me. But, mm. but not for this. Uh, we're talking about yeah. The Flash now. <laughs> right. right. Trial of the Flash. As we know, Barry is on trial for the murder of DeVoe, who actually like moved his brain into that Dominic dude, so he's not really dead. Um, but um, the prosecutor, who I recognize from the human target, yeah, man. Mark Valley. Yep. I uh, like that actor a yeah, lot. He's a good actor. It's and, just weird not seeing him be the target. And the other thing about this episode, how many times did they tease they were going to reveal his identity in this? Like, because he comes out and he goes, he said, yeah, yeah exactly, Jerry. At least, at least a million, Jerry. Because he's like, Barry Allen wears a mask. And everybody's like, <gasps> yes. <gasps> and I'm like, what? How did he know? And then it turns out, no. It's, you know. It's because he acted like a police you know, guy to, to kill his beloved professor in cold blood. Um, or uh, Iris. Barry Allen is the commercial right, break. commercial break. <laughs> exactly. I was going to get to that in a minute. Yeah, totally. Um, Slater talks about his, uh, you know, his frequent tardiness 72 times in the past year. And this could indicate a secret life. Hey, man, if being late makes someone a murderer, then my wife is a serial killer, okay? Because my wife is late for everything. <laughs> not to mention, while while crime scene investigators have shifts, they're not always at the station. No. You know, so, I mean, they're, I, to me, that was a little overboard, but whatever. It was a bit much. Yeah, it was a bit much. Um, Barry doesn't want to testify because he doesn't want to perjure himself, and he super-duper doesn't want to tell everyone he's a Flash. Uh-huh. So there's that. Um, Marlise testifies and goes puts on the crocodile tears and all the events leading up to her husband's death. Um, you know, he says he went to Barry in the spirit of Christmas to ask him to stop the harassment. Uh, you know, she said, "My husband has, I mean, had, and like really plays up the grief and stuff." Uh, meanwhile, Joe and Ralph making a, a, the weirdest team possible. Um, Oh man, why did my computer on? computer messed up? Excuse me. Um, but yeah, she really she really pours on the uh, performance there to you know to get the sympathy. Uh, Joe and Ralph are doing uh, some stuff behind the scene. Uh, they skulk around uh, the Devoe house and they see take a photo of Marlies kissing a different man, and it's of course mm-hmm. Dominic who uses telepathy to realize that Marlies was struggling to accept the fact that her husband's in a new dude. Right. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Uh, no, I can't. Have well, you seen dude? Are you kidding me? Well, I, 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 I could see her. What I'm saying is, I could see her being unable to accept it, but like being weird about it, you know. I, I kind of went with Jerry though, and kind of thought, you it's know, an upgrade, upgrade, huh? Mm-hmm. You can I mean, he's been in this. Freaking young, mm, still same been without. I, I say this because she's been without touch from him. You know? He's been he's been in that chair for a long time to the point right? where even his body like they did a whole thing of saying his body feels cold to the touch like a like he's not even alive right after right. the accident so I'm like I kind of thought 
You hot I'm boy? Lying, I'm like, on. like, oh, come I here. Can, come on. I can now, see dudes. I can see as dudes, we write it and we would want to say our wife would would be hesitant, right, to jump it. on it. But for reals, for reals. <laughs> but for reals, for reals. But for reals, for reals. The dude is well, and that's what she uses as a defense whenever they confront her right. with the picture, and she's right. like, "Well, you know, my husband wanted what, whatever." Because here's my thing: mm. they could have sold that jury on at least reasonable doubt by trying to expose him as his mind has been placed into this body with all the meta human crap that the city has dealt with. It's not totally beyond reason for somebody to have done that. So I, I just no, you're you're absolutely yeah. right. You're I, absolutely I thought they were going to try and expose him there, and then when they didn't even try, I was like, really? well, in a real trial though, for two people that were so scared for their safety, and they did say right. that prior to the finale, why the hell would he go to his house? He was not forced to go there. There's no evidence that he forced him. There, there's no evidence that they saw any any video of 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 right. Barry physically grabbing this grabbing it. Well, she even said it. that he went the last time she saw him was he was going to Barry's to. Yeah, to but rest. that doesn't make any sense when you exactly like, in a in a court of law, like when you're in a on a on a trial, like you you could you could burn so many holes in that because if you are so scared of him. What kind of sick game are you playing? Like, why would you go to his house? I think uh, Cecile is like the worst lawyer. Yeah, yeah, she really is. She was. She, she totally was terrible. Was. Terrible. Well, like, isn't she... she normally on the other side of the table? She's a DA, right? Yes. So but, she probably but, is not very good at defense, but <laughs> and and she proved it. I, I would she... think she'd be better than this. But she sure do go to court fine. Yeah, she looks good. Ooh mm-hmm. man, and she pregnant. Is she pregnant? Uh, Marlies leaves the courtroom. Iris follows her out and tells her to drop the act. And Marlene do- Marlies does drop the act. And uh, she she tells Iris she's doing this because there are problems in the world bigger than Barry. But she won't elaborate. So this speaks to the bigger plan, which we don't know all about. Um, Iris takes this to heart and bursts into the courtroom. And so this is where you're talking about Barry Allen is. And then they cut to commercial. Mm-hmm. And then we find that Barry zipped out of his seat and moved both of them so quickly the time essentially stopped. He tells Iris he's been keeping identity a secret to protect her. And uh, Iris says, I'd rather run forever with you than stand alone without you. I'm just like, now, no. don't you wish, but don't you wish that you had that power for every holiday, that drunk uh, <laughs> family member you got that says the most inappropriate things, yep. that yep. you could stop them yep. before they say it? Be now, great. I have oh, yeah. a question, though. For, mm. for him to have done that, wouldn't he have had to brought her into the speed force so she is moving at the same rate he is? That's what he did. I thought that's what supposedly yeah. he did. And and her her human, non-metahuman physical form can withstand that? I mean, that just seems... He can do... Well, I've seen it done in the comics before. We've seen it where you, well, can, bring, yeah. you can bring people into the speed force. I mean, they can't generate it, but he can... He can bring them in. He can kind of open the door for them to come into the Speed Force. That's that's the thing. Okay. So that's they, fine. Hmm? It does seem weird. Yeah, it did. It, it was weird when he did it, but I was like, damn, I wish I had that power. I could have stopped a lot of awkward family conversations. 
know? like, hey, no, you don't realize you just triggered Grandma Nusi and you need to stop right now. That's <laughs> okay. right. Look, I brought you to the Speed Force to tell you to lay off that Trump shit, dude. Okay? That, that's right. <laughs> Before you bring up that fifty dollars Otis owes you, I just gotta stop. Please don't bring Hold it up, up right now. To remind you, do not eat the sweet potato pie. Do not eat it. <laughs> don't eat it. <laughs> Grandma, don't talk about her like that. Don't talk about your son's wife like that, please. It's only gonna make things worse. Grandma, don't do it. Grandma's not listening to you. No, all. Grandma's like, you better take me out this goddamn Speed Force so I can tell this bitch right? what I feel about her. I'm you gonna say that right Speed Force to you. Smack cool you out down. the Speed Force. <laughs> <laughs> that much out. She would have smacked you out the Speed Force. <laughs> Shoot, boy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the trial's going badly, and Joe decides to take matters into his own hands. He asks Ralph to open the door to the Devomance, and he's gonna. Um, Use, uh, he's going to uh, plant fiber, carpet fibers from Barry's loft to frame Marley's <laughs> for dumping DeVoe's body. But then Ralph gives Joe a speech. Oh, he did. He gave him a Joe speech. Speechifying. He went to speechifying. Nope. I, I agree with that speech. I agree with that speech in any other instance. But we're talking about, you know, somebody that is using powers beyond those of mortal men to do very bad things. So, to me, there was an excuse for it, but you know, I'm sure you, there you was. You go, Ralph. You go. It sure was an excuse, but as, as I'm looking at, it, I'm like, wow, the black cop is about to plant some evidence. I was like, ain't this? <laughs> oh, this is what you're doing. Cecile rests her case without mounting a defense. Again, worst. Ever. Yes, like no defense. No, her closing like, argument what? is pretty much, you know, Barry really is a good guy. You know, that's her <laughs> whole defense, right? He's a good guy. He's a nice guy. Don't put him in jail. I mean, she like, could have at least called Joe and Iris and all of them as character witnesses just to drag it no, out long no, enough. No, 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 try, no, you know? no, because then they could have lied. Then they they might have gotten put in the point of having to lie. Yeah, you they, you can't bring in any. They would have to bring in people that don't know Bar, They don't know Barry's secret. That's the only way it would be safe to do that. But it, there's things that could happen. Like the, I don't know. They, I don't know why they don't have more of uh, Joe's family in it in this show. Like you, th- you I think still think have... he should have said he was the Flash. I think he should have said it, and then he could have used the Speed Force to go back in time and change things, and nobody would have known. What? Oh, we're not doing. We're not doing that again. We're not. We're not doing that. What have we no. learned from the past anomaly? Dude, we're not doing you that. You do that. You do that. You get. You get. Um. You get reverse flashes. Do you want reverse you, flashes again? You, 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 you want, want that? race? What do you want? Come on. What do you want? You want that to happen? You want another speedster season? No. Of evil speedsters. No. That's what you I want. I guess not. Uh, Barry, Barry gets a text. He stands and tells the judge that someone needs his help and he's got to go. How you do that? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, what the, why? That made me. That made me go, damn. White people could do anything. And the judge tells Barry he has to be back for sentencing. So the judge is just assume that Barry's going to be guilty, right? I was like, what? I think they meant to say verdict, and somebody didn't fix it, and it got edited in that way. That First a, of all, a, you, that's a mistrial right there, dude. First of all, you don't even get to get up. 
and during the trial. Without well, if Cecile was a better lawyer, she would have caught that and said, we demand a new judge because you are prejudiced against my client. Mm-hmm. Prejudice? He let her run out the goddamn thing without... No, but he said back for sentencing, so he's already convicted Barry in his mind. No judge should do that and admit to it. Uh, yeah, I get you. You're right. You're right. A lot of shit shouldn't happen in this whole thing. But, yeah, but I get Daryl. What Daryl's saying, too, the overarching thing is, why the hell is he letting him leave in the middle of the trial? <laughs> I, what I thought because was that he got a privilege. Well, he says he got a text and someone needs yeah. his help. Like, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. I object. Objection. What, what I thought was going to happen was I thought they were going to do something where he might have been almost winning, but he sacrificed all of that to stop this guy. And now they're like, forget it. You're going to jail. Like, now you're a fugitive. You just ran off in court. You're a fugitive yep, exactly. now. Exactly. That would have made it more interesting. That's what I thought was going to be the case. Like the 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 price of being the Flash put him in jail now, when he could have he could have gotten out, but he would have had to let those people die. Don't you Mm. think they could have called Wally in on this? Where is Wally, man? That's what I said. It's like you know, why would he have to leave if they call in Wally? Wally could have taken care of this Fallout dude or whatever. I mean, I saw filming Legends episodes. Yeah, in the news section, I guess you you want to mention that Cap Captain. It's up to you, but I mean they do talk about. And here's the other thing: when it comes to trials and sentencing and verdicts and all of that, in civil cases, yes, the the client doesn't have to be present for it. In criminal cases, though, you're considered in custody when you're in court, whether you're yes. out on bail or not. Yep. So, you don't get to go nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Like, it's just like we've been saying for Arrow all these seasons. You know, the, the, that's not the way that works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> you don't even get to have. You don't get to have your phone. They don't that's even not how the force works. That's not how the law works. You don't get a cell phone. All right, let's back up. Let's just back up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a blue screen on this podcast, and I'm gonna type in the words ah, the yubbiness of it all. Uh, okay, right. with that. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're the younger right. folks not have their phone on them. It's court. What is court? We don't get court. We have our phones. Does that yeah. make, I've does watched, make sense? I've watched Law and Order. I don't need to know about court. No, <laughs> no, no. The writers are saying. Phone, yeah, yeah. That phone is precedent. I mean, that phone is pretty much your God. So you worship your God. You do what the God like, tells you to. Like, text. did anybody even even do jury duty before? I guess Probably not. not. You don't get to you, you don't get to have your phone. Out. Did like, they hold jury duty at CC Jitters or whatever? Then wait, no, did, no. Did the jurors have their phones? <laughs> they no, have. no one gets to have none of the. <laughs> no, no but I'm have. saying in the episode, did the jurors have their phones on them? No, I don't think they had. Oh, okay. But I mean, but you as a the, the defendant, you don't get to have a phone. You're speaking in logical adult terms, Daryl. You're gonna have to see W. I know, I know. I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, the meta, the meta of the week and the reason Barry leaves is a dude they call Fallout. He doesn't know it, but he's uh, about to go nuclear and he's radiating everywhere. Uh, his radiation burns Barry and it's too hot for Barry to self-heal. Uh, Wells and Cisco realize they need Killer Frost. And uh, they convince Caitlin that it's not just when she's scared or angry. She can call on her chilly side whenever. Uh, they say puppies are going down because you didn't want to show up for work. That was funny. Yeah. That that was was I like that line, yeah. And then <laughs> uh, Cisco opens a breach to the scene. She's fully frosty and hits Fallout with ice, but he melts it and blasts her away. 
Uh, in the end, Barry runs circles around to create a vacuum, and yeah. Wells opens the breach and sends the blast to Earth-15, a dead Earth. Um, Barry... It's funny. It's I got. It's funny because the real dead Earth is, is Earth-51 in the comic books. See yeah. how they changed the thing? And they well, maybe in. they got it wrong. Maybe he's dyslexic and doesn't know it. And I'm... now now Cisco <laughs> has pulled a Felicity where she uh-huh. nuked that other town. Well, now Cisco has nuked some other Earth. Oh, uh, if that really, if they really played that out and that was the what happened, I'd have cracked up. If they did that, like in Legends, you'd be like, "Oh shit, wrong world." We just dump it all. <laughs> we just dump it all over there, you know. Uh, Wally, we gonna need you to fix it. We're gonna need you to fix it. Yeah, go back. Um, back at Star Labs, Barry's healing, and he catches a report that he's been found guilty of first degree murder. But he tells the team that doesn't mean that Devoe has beat us. Uh, yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, you're going to jail. <laughs> he's going to jail. You're going to jail. What are you going to do? And then he, uh, he goes back to the court for sentencing. When does that ever happen on the same day as the verdict? That's what I was about to never. say. Never. Like, it's usually never. at least thirty days, if not. I'll, I'm like, oh, okay, so he gonna have a moment, he can say goodbye, to, you know, like, he'll have a moment with them at the house, you know, like, it'll be like a, a touching moment, he'll have a speech, and then he goes off, the, you know, and then eventually he'll cut, and then they'll go to jail. I turn but, around, he's in jail. Like, yeah, what? but usually at sentencing, when it does happen, the the victim's family will come forward and... Right. And it's speak. a process. It's and a then process. there are people that come forward on behalf of the criminal and speak. It's, and then the criminal, you will usually have the chance to speak to yeah. try and reduce yeah. the sentence. It's and your lawyer will at least try to argue the sentence down some from life. Nah, yeah. you go to jail. And let me tell you something else. The warden <laughs> don't visit you when you go to jail. He's got, he's got shit to do, man. He got shit to do. He don't come visit you. Right. No. And and tell you to get comfortable. Um, Barry spots uh, Dominic stepping through a door to the next courtroom. Dominic uh, refuses to tell Barry what his plan is and remains kind of a smug prat about how much smarter he is than Barry. Mm. And Barry says he's going to figure a way out of this, and Dominic's like, "Yeah, whatever." Um, Barry says, uh, "You know, I'm Your Honor, I'm innocent. I didn't do any of this. I didn't kill anyone. But uh, it's too late." The judge pontificates about how awful Barry is for betraying the city's trust, and right. the same. And they cut away at the same time for Singh praising the Flash and saving the city. It's a cross, yeah. cross cut. That was pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, they they give the CPD award of valor to the Flash at the same time the judge sends Barry to life without parole. I like that juxtaposition of what was going on there, the way they played that out. Now, here's my whole thing: is going back to the the mid season finale. You know, he's like, I'm not going to run if I run, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if he ran and went back to where they were having their dinner or whatever, he would have had an alibi. That body wouldn't have been cold enough to the point of they could have shown during the timeline that he didn't kill him. Doesn't matter what evidence is on that body. He did, it would at least be enough you to cast al- out. You know what? You're absolutely right. He had, if he, he could have just super speed hid behind the counter and then when they ran in he could have just sped right out the door and then went back to the house and then or he, he could have, have had phased his... out the wall outer oh, yeah. wall and 
ran down well, the building. Well, he I blows mean, things up when he vibrates, don't he? Don't he blow? He blows things up when he, he vibrates. Doesn't, he doesn't have to. He, he's phased through things before that. Blow oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, he could have done that. That I mean, but that would have killed the child. But yes, you're right. He could have totally or had even, the flash. Even a simpler solution: just be the flash full time. Yeah, he could have. You know what I mean? Just live yeah. and start. You know, hang out at Star Labs. Wait. You know. Um, the last bit of this I thought was cool when he's in the Iron Heights and he looks on the wall and he says that Henry Allen was here. Yeah. yeah. Put, him in, put him in the same cell as his dad. Now, what they did portray realistic when they were walking Barry into that prison block was all those other prisoners yelling down to that cop and saying, all right, now you're going to get yours. Because, yeah, a cop walks into prison as a prisoner. They're, they're, they're not going to yeah. have a good time. It's not going to well, be that, fun. No, that's why they get put in. They usually get put in a, a, a another wing. Protective, not yeah. in the protective custody. That's how they do it. But it's just which, I, and that does go to why his father would be in the same prison he was because I guess the one uh, his father had some the kind of connection to the cops or something. Or am I wrong? His father was a no. Doctor. He was just a doctor. My bad. He was just a doctor. That's right. Yeah. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have had that connection. Okay, let's move on to the arrow. Mm. Uh, no letter grades for Flash. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, B pluses. Mm. I'm I'm right at a B minus. I mean, it was so it was good, but it eh, some of the out there stuff. Yeah. That's your choppy B is good. No, you know, I give, I give it a C because I like the part where they cut back and forth or whatever. But mm-hmm. then the whole part, like I said, the whole part of the trial and everything really kind of annoyed me. And like, <laughs> yeah. I, and while while I'm not usually for them like stretching out these storylines uh, any longer than they have to be, they mm-hmm. could have done they could have gone a little bit better with this. You know, I mean, I, having it all in one episode like that, kind of jam it all through and everything. Just, you're you know, right. Didn't yeah, sit, yeah. didn't sit right with me. Yeah, uh, absolutely right. And I I just said B because I just wanted to be not mean to this episode like I was to previous. <laughs> but you're right. You're actually right. Well, if you want to be mean to an episode, you can be mean to Arrow. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I know I'm going to be. So I I wanted to be nice to, to at least this one. And you gave it a B, Jerry? Yes, B. B it is. Okay, let's move on to Arrow. Divided. Uh, like it's subtracted. <laughs> you know what Jay Z says: nobody wins in the family feuds. <laughs> That's true. Um, Alf, Oliver, Felicity, and Diggle are still on the outs with Curtis, Dinah, and Renee, and they both feel they can't trust each other. But unfortunately, Caden James and his cabal is getting stronger and stronger. He's getting his own little Legion of Doom together there, okay. uh, with Richard Dragon and them. Um, he has his sights set on, uh, set on the ports run by Jerry Bertinelli, Valerie's dad. No, I'm kidding. Um, he's the last member of the Bertinelli family. Yeah. And, uh, so he, and he's too proud to go without a fight. So he tries to strike up an alliance with the green arrow. Um, Felicity and Diggle find out that Laurel bugged the bunker when she broke in months ago. And they use that to try to backtrack and uh, track Caden down. Um, Felicity and Diggle warn Oliver not to go in alone, but of course he does. Of course. And, uh, Black Siren and all of them show up and put a hurting on him. And, uh, he makes his, he, he gets out, but, um, 
Black Siren was bummed because she really wanted a chance to kill him. Yeah. Um, the B team are trying to adjust the post vigilante life when they check in. Uh, Curtis is trying to make a new implant for Diggle to help him out. Uh, I gotta say this. I gotta say this about about uh, when he walks in. You know uh, the way that he acted throughout this episode. Uh, what's his face, Mr. Terrific? Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Curtis. Curtis yeah. acts like Oliver cares that he's not fighting with him anymore. <laughs> when you were the worst fighter. It's like a girl breaking up with you and not caring. Like a girl that never dated you, but you pretended that they, like, you keep acting like it was a bad breakup. Cold. And it's like, he doesn't care. You're not the one in the fight that he he ever had to count on. You were tech support. When you were tech support, you were effective. But when you were out on the streets, all you were was the guy that they had to pick up. So I don't think, you're not the one that, that uh, he's mad at. And in fact, he doesn't care. I don't think he cares. Curtis is out there with him. Um, this sounds like a blue screen instance. Yeah, it did. He kept talking, like, and Curtis kept talking about it, and it's like Oliver don't care, right? You keep talking about how awkward it is. It's not awkward because he don't give a shit. He's throwing his balls around. That's about it. Yeah, it's like, and they figured out how to do it remote control without you. Uh, Renee, oh, I'm sorry. I get what totally. No, I totally get what you're saying, dude. Uh, Renee is spending time with his hasset, his, his daughter. Uh, right. Dinah and Vincent are getting closer, although that doesn't last long. Felicity and Diggle share the new intel about Caden's cabal with their old teammates, and they're all mad that he waited to tell them. And Dinah takes the hardest because, of course, she just went for a lovely stroll with Vincent. But how did she forget that he killed cops, though? Yeah, she's kind of let that go. Like, really? Am I the only one that finds Caden James meh and not threatening and just boring? I really like that actor a lot more on Person of Interest. I like the actor, in- yeah. I liked him a lot more on Person of Interest. Yeah, he was great. Michael Emerson. Yeah, I never watched that, but I liked him on Lost. I thought he was great on Lost. Yeah. He was good on. He was great on Lost, too. But this character is... I mean, we say it all the time. It comes back to the writing, you know. It's all about the writing. Yeah. Yep. Um, Diggle can't go out into the field, but he still, but he helps Oliver set up some explosives in Bertinelli's warehouse. Um, mm-hmm. Diggle suggests Oliver ask Curtis, Renee, and Dinah to come back, but Oliver, of course, refuses because he still can't trust them. I can't trust them. And he and Diggle and Felicity can handle it on their own. No. Um... Oliver, you know, he says it's because he has to think about William, and he's still lying. But you know, I don't know. I don't really buy it. Um, I don't D- either. Dinah regains consciousness after Vincent knocked her out, and uh, she barges into Renee's apartment just in time to find Curtis hacking through the FBI's database to figure out what Watson has on Renee. Turns out she found out Renee was wild dog because of some recording, and they don't get a chance to listen to it. They assume Kate and James, who knows all their secret identities from spying, must have leaked it to the FBI. But, mm-hmm. but why Renee and no one else? Right. I, I didn't get that at all. No, no, not at all. Well, it's possible that they did leak it. Other stuff in that uh, person, that uh, investigator, just hasn't used it yet. Mm-hmm. We don't know, but but <clears throat> that would be thinking smartly. Never mind. Yeah, you're right. So I'm you won't. Hmm. Hmm. I'm sorry. I, I thought I was talking over Jerry. 
No, I said stop that at you with your adult thinking. Yeah. I, I mean, at least on Flash, there's there's a master plan at work that seems to have like an end game. You know what I mean? Right. It has like a goal I, and it makes sense. This I don't get doesn't this. doesn't at all. I don't get it. You, um, you could have killed him. Why did you let him go? Like you, like you had a chance to just kill Oliver. It would have been done. Like <laughs> this whole thing would have been done. Once you kill Oliver, who's left? I don't know. Like there's nobody left really to 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 be the thing. Or just put it out there that he's the arrow. I mean, really put the evidence out there that he's the arrow. Um, they use the bug in the, in the lair after the bombs are set to lure Caden as compatriots to the port, making him think that Jerry has hired some Chechenians to defend himself. And they have a shootout that breaks out in Dragon's Men versus Jerry's Men. But uh, that seems kind of stiff compared to when Green Arrow shows up and they have this really cool uh, like one-take shaky cam fight scene. Yeah. That, that you was found well that really cool. I didn't think it was very well done because you could see the choreograph. Uh, and I mean, it looked like I know that they're not actually hitting each other when they film this stuff, but it looked like Oliver was like half a mile I'm away in some of those sorry. kicks. And on top of that, these guys with the Uzis, they're firing at the other bad guys and they don't turn to face Oliver until no. they're the next one up. You know, and it's like, come on. And not to mention, all these guys with Uzis, is Oliver bulletproof? Because, come on, point blank range, not one shot. Haas, I got to say, though, Haas, I'm I'm really, I don't know, I'm getting tired of the choreography. I used to love the fight scenes on Arrow, Haas, but the choreography now is just like, I see it so many times. It It wasn't even that it was, it was great, it was just that the fight right before that, yeah. Jerry's men and Dragon's men look like really stiff and crappy. And it then, did. And I agree. Then, and then yeah. this looked better in comparison. It's I like a dance that, that doesn't yeah. matter. It's like I can almost count what's going to happen. He jumps down. He does two spin kicks with holding the, the, the bow. Then he shoots twice. Then he does another spin kick, like almost like a dance. Like it's the same one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And it's like and that used to be the last thing. It used to be like, well, at least we got action. Like, at least in Arrow, there's great action, so I could watch that. Like, even when the writing's bad. But now it's just a point where it's like, I don't even care about the fighting anymore either, because it's just so old and tired. Like, it's the same fighting. What I didn't like about it is it's, it's the same thing that happened to him earlier in the episode. He gets in there, yeah. and he's, like, way outnumbered by Vigilante, Anatoly, and Laurel. And then, um, you know... At that point, um, Caden gives Jerry an option, kill the Green Arrow, lose his daughter, and that's when the bombs go off, and then Ollie escapes. Um, Jerry hands over the ports to Caden, and then he kills Jerry anyway. Yeah. Which makes no sense. Why didn't you just kill him to begin with? You know. I know. Um, Oliver realizes he can't take them on alone, so he calls in a meeting with Dinah, Renee, and Curtis. He apologizes and asks them to come back. But um, they... They aren't having it because they aren't treated with the same respect as Felicity and Diggle. Right. So, um, Oliver wishes them luck, and before they head to their new lair, Curtis hands Diggle a new version of the implant, and that works. Um, Yay! And on the side, Thea and Quentin are having a storyline. Quentin's still shook. Uh, sparing, sparing Laurel's life in the mid-season finale, he wants to bring the good out. I've seen the good in her, you know. Oh, Lord, again, what's that? It's like, and then, uh, 
Then Thea agrees to help Quentin because if Malcolm could change, she could, which makes no sense at all. None. None. It doesn't work that way. So. This is so, not brainwashing. This is, this is a whole nother person. So uh, about a year or so ago, I made the comment as we went into the fifth season, which started off pretty well, and the fifth season was pretty good, that nothing could get worse than the fourth season. <laughs> I, and the sixth season said, hold my beer. That's all I'm saying. Because this yeah. season, I, I, uh, I, am, I am just about done with Arrow because it has just gone on to ridiculous heights of stupidity. Uh, yeah. The yeah. characters mean nothing to me. I don't care if somebody dies. I just... I, yeah. I beg for the episode to be over every time, right. just constantly. Is just, please just hurry up and get over because I'm done. Uh, it's just I bad. don't even mind the commercials. I watched it on the app, the CW app. I didn't I even did mind too. the commercials because yep. it gave me a break. Same here. <laughs> and here's the other thing is, Hold you know, on, I've... Chubb, oh, Chubb, I'm sorry. Oh, you're, talk, okay. you're talking over Jerry again, dude. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't hear her. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you needed the respite. The, the ads were like... <laughs> Like a happy break. Isn't that sad? <laughs> in Oasis and the Sheep. Like, Thank God for the commercials. <laughs> yeah. I do want to see Riverdale. <laughs> Boy, that took some weird turns this week, too, but that's a whole other show. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. I just, I, you know, I've always been a fan of Felicity. I've always liked yes. that character. You know, I wasn't a big fan of when they first shipped her and Oliver together, and but I, I was okay with it, and I, I made some comments to that back then, what was that, season three or whatever. Um, and then when they broke them up and that whole deal, I was like, good, but this fan service for this Elicity crap, and, mm. and, and, and when did she suddenly become in charge of everything? And she, you know, like at the end scene when they're in, in, in the apartment and she starts just... Well, now, just a minute, but bitch, sit down and shut up. This is not your show. This is not your thing to run. I, I don't know. I just, I can't believe that a character I've loved for so many seasons, I cannot stand now. I cannot stand her. Wow. God. Wow, yeah. I, I didn't mind her saying for them to shut up because I literally wanted them all to shut up. Well, after. I agree with that, but she is not the one that needs to be saying shut up. I, I think she is because it was just they're going in circles. Like, you lied, you did this, you lied, we lied, And they she's lied. the one that bugged and traced all of them. She's She she has caused the yeah, and they were and they more were than right. anyone. And they were right because one of them did betray the team. That's what I kind of want to say. Like, I... Could y'all be adults? Again, hey, I go with the be adults because I don't get. As a parent, all. I get why he did that. I get why. No, I get why he did it as a parent, but just have the conversation about having have a real conversation about it. This the way they're talking. It's like the bib 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 bib. I don't know who's writing this dialogue, but just the way that the back and forth of this whole thing. It's it's just a repeat of the same thing over and over again. I blame like, Hogenheim. Like, I get I get it. I do. I totally get why he did it. That doesn't make it all right. But it also kind of proved, uh, you know, Oliver Wright. One of them did mess up and, and betrayed a team. And then again, another one. He trusted you guys. He told you what happened. And then what did, what did she do? She ran off and told the guy 
the whole thing, the plan, and got knocked out. So you did mess up again. Like, he was telling you out of a courtesy, and then what do you do? There's no plan. There's no nothing. You just run straight. And this is a woman who's a cop, who's been a cop for I don't know how many years. You make her, you you went from being a, a seasoned cop to complete rookie to run to the guy and pretty much say to him, I know what you did. I know you bugged us. I know the plan. So now yeah. guess what he does when he knocks you out? Because the guy has a healing factor, right? You had no plan to take him in. You think he's really going to let you just put him in handcuffs and take him to jail? Are you that dumb? Right. And then now you have told them that they know. So now they are you they are totally prepared for you guys. So they don't care. Like it, you like they could have made a plan. Did she talk used, about the bug to him? She ran and said I know that you did this. Well, she knew because Air, Oliver Arrow yeah, faced him in the but fight. I didn't did she no, bring no, up no, the no. bug? She brought up that I know that you used me from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she God. handcuffed into a chair. Yeah. Okay. So oh. they know. So it's like, why wouldn't you make a plan? Like, if you know the place is bugged, okay, let's let's make up a, a, something where we can get them, trap them somehow. We can capture them or trap them somehow. We make a plan. We start, you know, we start talking like we think. You know, like they, like we don't know or something. They did none of that. They just, I mean, it was like, have you guys been fighting crime at all? Like, you're just doing the dumbest shit I've ever seen. You know the worst part of it, too? The worst part of this whole thing is this is the show that launched the CW superhero universe that I fell in love with. And now yeah, it's the I mean, show that's going to bring it down for me. I, I and all it. this time, I stop thought it would be legends. Stop screaming, Tom. Stop screaming, dude. Calm down. Calm. All this Please time, I thought it... I'm not screaming. Okay, well, all you, this your, time, your mic must be really screaming. turned up then, because it's really, really loud. All this time, <laughs> I thought it would be legends that would bring it down. And it's Arrow of all shows. I yeah. cannot believe it. I agree. I give this uh, a D for dumb. Yes. <laughs> I give it an F for fuck this show. Whoa! I know. Oh, whoa! I for I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even give it a grade. It I I I, I don't even give it a grade. Incomplete. It's just, <laughs> it's just incomplete. Cause this can't be the whole show. This can't be the script. Check minus. Okay, well, that's our CW shows for the week. Uh, Ken Jr. weighed in with some uh, stuff. Uh, we asked for um, some uh, some takes on the new DC TV episodes, and Ken Jr. wrote in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder how the hell Barry's going to defeat the Thinker other than just punching him at super speed. This is, <laughs> one, this is one of the better big bads in the history of the series. And John Davis agreed, yep, I'm wondering how they're going to beat him, and it better be legit. I totally agree with that. Yeah. If they cheap out on that, I'm going to be really upset. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they, he also wrote that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Jer. Shout out Ken Jr. here because Ken Jr. always agrees with me. I'm not saying that makes him correct necessarily. Just saying <laughs> <laughs> that makes him an astute listener. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's also a big fan of yours. Yeah, he is. He's probably the number one Jerry, Jerry fan I know of. 
Um, he also said the crypt, the Supergirl episode was weak, considering we have a bunch of menas facing a Kryptonian after Brainy blasted some Bon Jovi. I got hyped up. Then Saturn Girl threw some weights and everyone got wrecked. Uh, <laughs> Martian Manhunter had to tag in just to make it interesting. I liked Brainiac 5, even though he looked like his facial prosthetic job was a mess. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, yeah, that's that, that about and something I forget. I, I wanted to mention where was Superman? Yeah, man, no mention, no uh, nothing. No, no talk, no think mention. about bringing him in. You know, it's like, well, one of our Kryptonians is down. Maybe we should call him the other one. Nope. No, no, none yeah, of it. Like, we it could called have at least, Clark. It could have at least yeah. said, oh, he's off planet or something, or, you know. Yeah, that's what you could have, like, that, that, that could have been easily said. Like, he had to leave, he's off planet, and he'll be off planet for a while. That's, you know, it would have taken one line of dialogue, you know. And you won't have to do it for the rest of the season. Be like he's off planet for like a year or something. Just say something like that. I don't know. Right. Well, that's our DC TV podcast for this week. Thank you all for joining me, guys. I really appreciate uh, you, you stopping by. And next week, of course, we'll talk about Black Lightning and the other shows. Oh, you don't want to do the news? You don't want to do the news stuff? We've been out for two months, dude. If we did news, we'd be here another hour and a half. Oh, I was just talking about the recent stuff. Just the, Which the recent? recent well, Wally's going to be in Legends for, right. for a little while, and uh, oh, what was the other one? I also wonder, we, while Black Lightning premiered with the CW's strongest ratings for a series debut since Legends. Uh, yeah. So. And we got, Monel's going to get the, the more of the comic book suit in the next episode. Yeah. With the with the cape, I, I would say. I'm trying to be positive on, uh, on I mean, Is it going to be so- less of a bro, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still the same actor, but I mean, I don't know about the writing, probably the same too, but at least, uh, for the costume, it actually looks pretty good. It, it looks like the actual, and we did get a premiere date for the new, uh, uh, season of I zombie. Mm-hmm. That'll be February 26th. Woo-hoo! Yeah. My baby's back. I'm excited for that. I love that show. I do too. Oh, and the, uh, do we want to talk about, did you guys see the Krypton trailer trailer? Yeah. Oh yeah. We can talk about that. I don't know, man. I don't know about this show. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm, I'm in. I'll watch it. I'm getting. I'm real, gonna watch it, but I'm getting a real Inhumans vibe from that trailer. Ooh, not that. Oh, I didn't. No, not that bad. I don't know, man. Oh no, no, I can't do that again. I like Inhumans. It's bad. Oh. I know it's bad, but oh. it's a guilty pleasure. I enjoy watching it in all its badness. I I watched it, all of it. But All go, of it. If you go to the DCTV Podcast Facebook group, join us there. You will be able to read uh, a really good interview with uh, um, Salim Akil about the uh, season one of Black Lightning, what he kind of has in store and what he's kind of hoping for. Um, there are all kinds of good stuff there. Lots of great pictures of, of mm-hmm. our CW. We also have the picture of Thunder in her costume, mm-hmm. which looks pretty looks Awesome. I wish people. I don't know if DC's ever. I hope they do though, but I don't know if they'll ever do it. But the DC and if you're a fan of the TV shows though, the DC and DC event that they had in in, in Washington DC on Martin Luther King's birthday the weekend, it had so many of the CW actors yep. wow. at that event. Like it, I mean, and to hear them talk. Just about the shows and the stuff they go through and like all that kind of stuff. Like I didn't know the Candace, uh, the uh, the one who plays uh, Iris, Candace Iris, Patton. and the one who plays uh, White Canary. Um, That'd be Katie Lots. Katie Lots. They are roommates. 
Wow. No. Wow. I would watch that show. They are actually roommates in real life. I guess because you have to move to shoot in for the year, whatever the amount of time they have to be there for the months or whatever. And you then they can have their Canada. own webcam show. Because they're oh. very funny. If they're only. very funny. They're ve- they are very funny. I mean, they're fine as hell, but besides that, I mean, if you ever watch them uh, do their little... And people share it all the time. Fans share it all the time on the DC TV uh, Facebook group, and so you should join that so you can see oh, that yeah. stuff. But they do little, like, recordings of themselves, you know, like, of them uh, acting and acting up and, and playing funny things or whatever. Yeah, they are Inst- really charismatic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their Instagrams are... A lot of their Instagram stuff is up there, too. And it really makes me, uh, and that's why I say, like, the writing really stifles some of the the real, just the, the just the char- the charisma of these ca- of these actors. Because when you see them perform on, like, you acting funny and stuff, like the one, uh, also she's not on the show anymore, and I doubt she'll probably be back. But the actor that played uh, plays the daughter. Uh, Jesse. Okay, good. She is freaking hilarious. She does like funny little skits and stuff, like all the time, like like once a week on her Twitter. Mm-hmm. She's that funny, and they, I like, and I'm like, all this kind of cool Violet, stuff Violet that they Bean, can do. Violet Bean, you mean? They'll play play yeah. Jesse quick. Okay, they play Jesse. Yeah, like all oh. the cool stuff that like they are as you know as people. You know, these actors can really do more than what they're written to do. And it's like, I wish that they would get some writers in there that would really play to the strengths of these actors, man. Because that's that's the sad thing about it. It's not that they don't have strong actors to pull this stuff off. They just don't give them the material right. all the time. Like, it's there. Like, it's Flash had it. Like, there were times that Flash would have me in tears. They right. would write some stuff, Flash, and it would have me in freaking tears. When you saw what they could do, these are some of these people are Broadway actors, man. They're not just, you know, just just actors, you know, C list actors or something. Like these are actors that could really bring the house down if you give them material to do it. I don't know why they seem to be, or why they seem to think that the audience is dumb and they don't want that kind of quality in writing it can be done it's, they've done it in other things other mediums of, of of shows that happen to have uh superheroes in it so right. it can be done like and i'm not talking about comedy you of course you could have good comedy and it could be silly and all that stuff yeah you could do that too so that's not i'm not saying you can't but i'm just saying you, you could do so you could do a lot of it you, you do it just a you do enough programming they got enough episodes of these shows that instead of doing them the bullshit episodes sometimes they do, like these these clunkers that they just throw in there to get okay. done, like you could really do something with these with some of these uh these shows and really get some quality in there. And I, I know we're not the only ones that have said this. No, absolutely not. I know we're not. And we're rooting for the shows. We do a, a podcast on it. Like right. we like yep. we want these shows to be great. We don't want the shows to be half assed. If I have to watch okay. it, I want it to be good. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I, I just, I just wish that they would just, uh, they would really, you know, listen and kind of think about it and look at and look and see that people do want quality out there. They just don't want just because they're capes and cows. They don't want to fall for just you know any old nonsense. I mean, you look at the writing in some of the Netflix shows. 
you know, yeah. Marvel yeah. shows compared to these. You know, I mean, Jessica Jones or um, um, uh, Punisher, you know. Uh, real quick, couple of news bits. Uh, we got a trailer this week for a new animated Suicide Squad movie that is rated R. Yo. You notice at the beginning of the trailer, the movie is rated R. And the other one should have been too, I guess. Yeah, it should have. But uh, it's, it called, it's called Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, starring mm-hmm. Mr. Christian Slater what? As, as Deadshot. Yep. Uh, Billy Brown is uh, Bronze Tiger. Liam McIntyre, Captain Boomerang. Uh, Kristen Bauer is Killed Frost. We have Vanessa Williams as Amanda Waller. Uh, Tara Strong coming back as uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, James Urbaniak from uh, the Adventure Brothers is playing Professor Pig. Uh, and Greg and uh, yeah, and C. Thomas Howell as uh, Professor Zoom. So I missed this trailer. Yeah, it just ca- it just came out. Uh, that'll be coming mm-hmm. out in spring 2018. That trailer is going to be at the uh, tail end of the um, Gotham by Gaslight, which is coming out very soon. We'll probably have a review of that in an upcoming episode of DCTV. Yep. And, and the uh, the digital and Blu-ray release dates for the Justice League movie were announced. Uh, the uh, the digital version will be available February 13th, mm-hmm. uh, right around the time Black Panther comes out. Already <laughs> bought it. Already and, bought my stuff. And the Blu-ray, Blu-ray combo pack, and DVD all on March 13th. Uh, the Blu-ray combi- combo pack is Blu-ray, DVD, and digital, and it has a pin set of the six members. Plus a lot of extra stuff, uh, of course. Uh, but we're not getting the uh, we're getting uh, deleted scenes, but we're not getting like what we call the um, what we uh, what, well, was the Zack Snyder cut or whatever the original cut that will not. God damn it! I marched on Washington for that <laughs> Zack Snyder cut. That will not be part of the package, unfortunately. And, so. Dan didn't listen to me. Damn it! But those are available yeah. now to pre-order. If you, as uh, Daryl mentioned, if you're interested, um, I wish they would just release the script of that so I could read what Zach was doing. I'm know? sure down the road yeah. we'll see it. Yeah. So anyway, that's our episode of DCTV this week. Thanks a lot for joining me, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, if you like Geeky Podcast, there are many places you can get those that I can tell you about. First of all, HHWLOD. Um, I'm going to be doing a series. I'm going to be. I'm going back to doing weekly blogs on HHWLOD uh, starting this week, actually. I did uh, my top ten list for TV and movies already as kind of a start to that. And... Uh, Weekly blogging about different geek subjects, so check that out. You can also get, as I said, DC TV podcast there. The um, uh, um, uh, Walking Dead TV podcast is also available there, as well as It's All Connected. Um, My brother Russ's show all about uh, the Marvel TV shows on the other side of the street there. And the Taylor Network of Podcast.com, where you can find a veritable plethora of podcasts, including a new Doctor Who podcast, um, the uh, Go Trek Yourself, you got Gotham by Geeks, you got... So many podcasts, more podcasts than I have uh, bandwidth to tell you about right now. So just go there, check it out, TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. Listen for yourselves. A new episode of Culture Trapping, I think, just dropped today as I record this. So uh, until next week, thank you so much for joining me, guys. Really appreciate it. Sorry you had to suffer through the arrow this week. And, <laughs> and, we, and uh, great to have you back, Jerry. We are ghosts. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>